This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Years ago, I saw a picture of two boys. One of them was carrying the other one on his back. The one who was being carried had braces on his legs. Obviously, he could not walk very well. And the caption over the picture was, He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Wouldn't it be a wonderful world if we had that spirit today? Today we want to talk about love, why we love one another. I, I'm not talking about why we should love one another. We know that why we do love one another, why we love one another. Hello, I'm Billy Lambert, speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible, and I want to welcome you to the telecast today. And we want to urge you to stay tuned as we talk about the need for love in a world today. Now, we offer a free Bible correspondence course on Getting to Know Your Bible. And in order that you might know more about it and how you can take advantage of this free offer, we're going to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. From 1 John, the third chapter, beginning in verse 11, John, the apostle of love, wrote, For this is the message that we have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we pass from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, that is, heart of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. There are a lot of messages that we hear today. We hear messages about those who are concerned about climate control. We hear messages from people on television that are talking about various things such as how to take care of animals and 
And all of those things are important. You go to the doctor, he gives you another message. You may get a lecture about your weight. You may get a lecture about how to control your cholesterol. You see all kinds of messages we hear. And then politicians give us messages. And, and, and so the world is filled with messages. But the message that we're needed, the most needed message in our world today is this one. Found in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 11. This is the message that you heard from the beginning. In other words, this is the message that you've always heard about. And here it is, that we should love one another. Listen to him again. That we should love one another. And of course, we ought to love one another because that's God's command. Matthew 22 verse 39 says to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. If we only treated our neighbors like we'd want to be treated, treated our neighbors with love like we want to be loved, it'd make a difference, wouldn't it? And so we, we are to love one another because we've been told to love one another. And we ought to love one another because of the love of God. Listen to 1 John 4 verse 9. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. God's the personification of love. God is the source of love. God is love. And when we love God, we will love God. And we will love those whom God loves. And then we ought to love one another because that's the badge of our discipleship. How do people know that you are a follower of Jesus? Well, you say, Brother Lambert, I, I'm, they know I'm a follower of Jesus because I read the Bible. Uh, well, I didn't ask what you read. Uh, somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, you, that people know I'm a follower of Jesus because I, I'm given to the, to the daily habit of prayer. I didn't ask whether you prayed or not. I asked how do people know you, that you're a follower of Jesus. You, you say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I go to the church down there where they, they, they just sing. They don't have music of a mechanical nature in the church. I didn't ask how you worship. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I go, people know I'm a Christian because I eat the Lord's Supper. I didn't ask you how you worship. Here's the question. How do people know you're a follower of Jesus? And listen to Jesus' answer to that question in John 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you should love one another even as I have loved you. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. You see the way people know we're disciples of Jesus Christ. It is not for some outward sign. Not by wearing a cross around our necks or, or, or the kind of clothing that we wear, the kind of hairdo you may have. But the way people know that you're a follower of Jesus is by the way we treat one another. The way you act. We may claim that we are a child of God, but we discount that when we do not love one another. So it's a badge of our discipleship. And we ought to love one another because this is the most excellent way. You know, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 about spiritual gifts. 
that were prevalent in his day, some nine of them. And then he says, let me show you a more excellent way, verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 12. And so if you'll forget the chapter division between chapter 12 and chapter 13, he begins first one of what we know as 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and he goes all the way down to verse 13 on the subject of love. The more excellent way is the way of love. And, and, and then he concludes that chapter by saying, Now abideth faith, hope, and love these three, but the greatest of these is love. And I suggest to you the greatest of these is love because love will be found in heaven. We'll not be going by faith. We'll go by sight. And God is love. And where is God? God is in heaven. God is all about love. But God is not all about love. God is love. Tom Neal, who now deceased, used to work with me on getting to know your Bible. And Tom used to say, this was his saying, he's famous for this saying, it's all about the love. It's all about the love. And folks, if it's all about the love, it's because it's all about God, isn't it? So I, we want to think about this text that I've read from 1 John chapter 3, where we think about loving one another. And here's the test of our love in verse number 10. Listen to it. In this, the children of God are manifest. The word manifest means simply shown. This is how you show whether you're a child of God or the child of the devil. Here's the way you can tell the difference between the, the two. One is a child of the devil. One is a child of God. Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So the way that you can tell a person is whether of, of God or of Satan is the attitude toward other people. And if we do not love our brother, if we do not love our man, fellow man, then that's indication that we don't really love God. That's a serious thing, friends. Here's the test of our love. So those who are unrighteous and those who do not love their brethren are not of God. And we're not to treat our fellow man like Cain treated his brother. Look, look at verse 11. And verse 12, this is the message you heard from the beginning that we should love one another not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. He slew his brother. The word slew simply means the cutting of the throat. And he killed his brother. And that the, shows the extent a person will go to when their heart is filled with envy, when their heart is filled with hatred, when their heart is filled with bitterness, it, it will cause a person to go to the extent they will actually take someone's life. They have such hatred in their hearts for that individual that they'll do anything to destroy that person. And I hate to say it, but many have gone the way of Cain. That's mentioned in Jude, verse 11, those that have gone the way of Cain. And when we go the way of Cain, we go the way of hatred, not the love of one another. How do we prove our love? Now, we don't want to be like that, do you? We want to be like God. We want to be like Jesus. We want to love one another. Let's promote love. There's a lot of things I'm not able to do in this old world. 
There's a lot of things. I'm very limited in so many ways. But at least one thing I can do and you can do, we can promote the love of one another in our world. And it starts with the individual. And if we'll just start spreading it, it will spread like an epidemic throughout the community. We're just showing love. We're not going to hate you. You may do things I don't approve of, but I'm not going to hate you. I'm going to love you. Love one another. And we'll be surprised at the outcome if we'll do that. Now, Jesus said in verse 13, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. So, so the world may hate you. Oh, and we're not to love the world, that is to follow after the world. I love the people in the world. I love mankind. I love humankind. I love every man, woman, boy, and girl on the face of this earth. I want them to know about Jesus. That's the reason I've dedicated myself to doing what I'm doing today. But we need to show love. So don't be surprised if the world hates you. But love is evidence. You go into a court of law, your attorney may present some evidence. Now what's the evidence that you've passed from death to life. Well, look at this passage. Love is the evidence that you've passed from death to life. We know we have passed from death to life. Here it is. Because we love the brethren. We, we know we've passed from death to life because we show love for each other. And I wish I could tell you and I wish I could be honest in telling you that in America that all people show love one for another. But you know and I know, the world knows, that is not the case. But it could be. It could be the case. You see, we, we know the evidence that we've passed from death to life is when we love each other. And then he continues, He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Spiritual death. Folks, it'll separate you from God. I, I thought about an acrostic for the word hate. And, 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 and here it is. Hell at the end. And that's the end result of living a life where your heart is filled with bitterness and, and, and wrath and hatred for other people. There are friendships that have been destroyed because of this. There are churches that have been divided because of this. There are wars that have been fought because of this. There are people that have been murdered because of this. There are wives that have been abused because of this. There are little children that have been killed because of this. Our world is full of hate today. And all I can tell you is Satan is at work overtime. But we can destroy his work, turning it around, and turning our world into a life filled with love. Now verse 14 says that if you do not love, that you're abiding in death. Now notice it again. We know we've passed from death to life because we love the brother, and he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. 
In verse 15, John makes this statement. Now, this is a pretty strong statement. Some brother, somebody says, Brother Lambert, you're being awfully hard today. No, no, I'm not being hard. You see, th this is John writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And then he writes, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. My, my, my. You know what John just said? John just said that when you have the hate in your heart, in the eyes of God, it's just as bad as you were to take someone's life. He that hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You see how serious this is? You see, the fact is we can lose our souls, eternally lose our souls, if our hearts are filled with hatred. Now in verse 16, Jesus gives an example of what real love is. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Here's how we know the love of God. Here's how we can recognize the love of God. Because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's sacrifice. In John 15, 13, Jesus said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Yet Jesus died not only for his friends, but for his enemies as well. That's a real example of love. When we are willing to sacrifice for other people. We've gotten almost to the point in our world today that self comes first. Self comes first. Maybe we try to squeeze the Lord in somewhere second, and then everybody else comes last in our lives. And you're de depriving yourself of real joy when you do that. When you put yourself last. You think about southern, uh, yourself first and you put, put others behind you. Joy comes when Jesus is number one. When others are number two and yourself is last. That's how you, you have real joy in, in your life. And so Jesus is our example of real love. And to neglect uh, this love is a sign that, that uh, our faith is weak. Listen to verse 17. Whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need. Now let's stop right there. Have you ever seen someone in need? Have you? Maybe, maybe some children in school with your children. And, and you can tell when all of the children are gathered together, there's some children in that room that, that have needs. Maybe the, you can tell by their dress. Maybe you can tell by what you hear about uh, what, what, they, uh, what, what kind of a home life they have. They have needs. Well, well have you ever tried to, to do something about it? Have you ever tried to help them? Maybe you know of people that are hungry. Families that go without something to eat. Have you ever tried to do anything about it? 
Have you ever seen these signs will work for food? I, I saw one one day and I was on my way to conduct a revival and, and this person was standing right beside a church building, a huge sign that said will work for food. And I told my wife, I said, can't imagine that church letting that person stand there with a sign that says will work for food. But it wasn't that I didn't have time to stop and to, to see what I could do to help. But it wasn't but a few days that we were riding through our town and there was another person with another sign, we'll work for food. I pulled right up where that person was. My wife said, here's your chance, Billy. And I sp pulled up there and I said, if you will just follow me up the street to the church building where I preach, I will get you some food. You know what they said? That's not really what we want. We want money. And then I just drove away. I just drove away. Surely there are going to be people like that. But I'm going to tell you there are people all around us that are legitimately in need. In need. And if we have what it takes to help those people, we see them in need and we refuse to do it. The question is, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And then in verse 18, he says, My little children, let's not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You say, well, here's a person that needs something. And I say, well, God bless you. I hope everything turns out all right. And you have the ability to help that person. And you don't do it. I want you to tell me that that's what Jesus would do. I want you to tell me that the love of God dwells in you when we do not do that. So we need to show our love and our lack of helping those that are in need because of our love will not go unnoticed by the Lord. Now here is real love in action. Let me read verse 18 and 19 again. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. You see, there, there's a big difference in doing and talking. That there's a difference in doing things in word and in tongue. That's talking. And in deed and in truth, that's doing. You've heard the expression... Put your money where your mouth is. Someone may talk a good game. They may talk about helping people and we ought to do this and we ought to do that. But they never dig, dig deep down into their pocket. They never do one thing, never give one thin dime to help people. And then they want to talk about how they love people. That's a sham. And that's a shame. You see, we're, to love, we're not to show hypocrisy. That, that's hypocrisy gone to seed. When I see you have need and I tell you I love you, but then I won't do anything to help you. Oh, friends, we need to put, put Christianity into action. We just need to do what Jesus would do in any given situation. That's real love. And when we do that, you know what it makes you like? It makes you like God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Turn over to 1 John chapter 4 now and start at verse 7. 
Beloved, let us word, love one another, for, for love is of God. You see, God is the source of it. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. For he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That when we give out of love, that makes us like God. How does it make us like God? Because it was God's love that sent Jesus into this world for the salvation of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What prompted God to send Jesus? Love, God's love. Not our love, not our attitude. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God commendeth his love toward us, and while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us when we were sinners. He died for us when we didn't want him to die for us. He died for us when we were not very lovable. But he died for us out of love. God's love sent him. Jesus' love motivated him to go to the cross of Calvary on our behalf. So when we show love for other people, that makes us like God. Isn't that wonderful? Can't we all love each other? Let's love our families. Let's love our enemies, even our enemies. Abraham Lincoln said he had no enemies. He killed all of them with kindness. Do that for your enemies. But because I love Jesus, I want to serve Jesus. Because I believe in Jesus, I want to turn away from sin in my life, don't you? And because I love Jesus, I want to acknowledge that He is the Son of God. And because I love Jesus, I want to do what He said when He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 16. I want to thank you for watching today. And may I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And right now, pick up the telephone call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Free. That's free. You can't, you can't go wrong in calling for the course, or you can take it online. But whatever you do, please avail yourself of the opportunity to receive the free Bible Correspondence Course. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at one 711 Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1 877 711 5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.